to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, our very good friend, is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 7. Now, Chris, you know the, the bad thing about this? So, on Sunday, we had our surprise episode, and we were like, mother Fuck it. Fuck my life. You know, there's going to be five episodes. I don't think it is. The bad news is, I think we've only got one more episode this week, and we have to wait until next week. But for today, where would you like to start? Well, Dave, we'll just start with the first couple who... And, and we'll talk about the whole journey in this episode. So we've got Jesse and Claire. So the couples get put into these apartments again... A lot of the smallest apartments you've ever seen in your life, but you know they do put them together. So this is going to test anybody's relationship because they don't look like there's any space for them <laughs> to sort of breathe as a couple. Jesse cannot stand any of the air that Claire breathes. You know he walks into the <laughs> flat, he walks into the flat, and he's like, "Oh, she's going to fucking love this." Oh yeah, as if Jeff, as if Claire has pre-decorated the flat to piss him off. Yeah. And he's just laying into. Oh, she's going to fucking love this. Oh, look at that ornament over there. She's going to, oh, fuck off. Oh, I hate it. I'm like, it, what is your problem? He hates this girl. He's just laying into her for no reason. It's not like she's said anything. He's just like, every any nice thing. He's like, oh, she'll fucking love that. And I hate it. So I thought that was brilliant, Dave. Fucking ridiculous. He's such a knob. I fucking love it, though. And... Again, I, I don't know why anyone thinks those fucking hats look good. You know, the ones that make your head look really tall, like you're a fucking cone head or something. And like you say, he's walking around, he's doing the impressions on her. <laughs> he's like, oh, this will be really good and she'll love it. And <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh. The only disappointment was that she came in and she did have that energy, but she didn't say exactly what he said she was going to say because I was like, oh, please say it, and then just pan across to to Jesse's face. <laughs> but no, I mean, God, you got to feel sorry for her because oh, he's such a quirky, fucking miserable bastard, isn't he? And, like, she, she's... I don't think we talked about this when they got married, but obviously, you know, she is a kindergarten teacher, and I do believe, you know, people do gravitate to the kind of jobs that they want to do. So, you know, she is kind of upbeat, she's friendly, she's out there, she's got... She's working with kids all fucking day, you know? So she, you've got to be like that to to survive life, I think. And to put him, uh, to put her with him, is just bonkers. And the thing is, I mean, when they had the um, uh, talk, right, And because it, it does get a bit serious, doesn't it? It's talking a little bit about, I couldn't quite work out what was going on uh, when he was talking about his toxic relationships, you know. But I thought, what a powerful statement, you know, I've never been in a healthy relationship. Chris, I couldn't take my eyes off her fucking Timmy Mallet glasses. <laughs> 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 I was trying to listen to what Jesse was saying. I was like, fucking hell, those big neon pink glasses. They, I'm sure I've seen Timmy Mallet wearing them. So, um, yeah, but I guess it, you kind of, he goes through the story 
and I had to rewind it because I thought, did I miss, like, did she, did he say hit? Because <laughs> uh, I just sort of had a bit of a brain fart for a second there. Watching all this fucking reality TV every week, Chris. <laughs> and um, Every day. No, it was like, uh, he never met any of his ex's friends. And yes. it sounds like she hid him away. And I thought, actually, Chris, I, I don't have a frame of reference for this. I, I don't. I don't really know what's going on there. I mean, could it be that she hid him and w- she didn't actually want to be seen in public with him? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Not, not to make light of it like a dick, but I, c- I couldn't. I've never really heard of that kind of situation before, so I've got nothing to pull on, really. But, you know, he's, he's obviously bit crushed by it he said it was like seven years ago and he's still picking up the pieces now i think the problem is chris i've seen so many fucking sob stories on this these reality tv shows you're always looking for okay yeah that those are your words and that's how you describe it but what really happened and you know you can usually have a have a decent idea and it's not all the way that they've described it but yeah i've just got nothing for this one what what do you reckon's going on there uh, you know what, Dave? It actually makes sense why he's got this long list of icks. As I said, basically every human trait is an ick to him, and that's obviously why he he's, was so hurt. He's just he, he's gone the other way because his behaviour. He, he's not. I can sympathise with what he said. I really can. And it was a breakthrough for them as a relationship, which I just didn't think at the start of the episode we were going to see that. I was just like. He's just disgusting the way he speaks to her, the way he's, his tone is with her for no reason. She's done nothing wrong. And it's just like, he's just he's pure hate. But then when they got to this sort of uh, moment in the episode, I was sort of thinking, right, they've got a starting block now. This is why he is what he is. I don't think it's the end of his behaviour, Dave, because he is a quirkiness to him. And I, I, I'd alluded to, you know, maybe he's on the spectrum, but bad behaviour is bad behaviour. And, and he's been bad. And terrible towards her for no reason. I don't think she's done anything mm. wrong, and she's been any. She's been sympathetic. She's been. Uh, she's listened to him. She's took on board some of the stuff he said, even when he's been fucking horrible. So I, I, I hope this is a turning point for them. I just don't think he's got it in him, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> and it might. And it might be an excuse he uses throughout the fucking whole show. But what I kept thinking is. If you fucking don't like her so much and the air she's breathing is the same as yours and you cannot stand her, why go in a fucking apartment? Because I'll tell you why, you want the fame of the show. Yeah. If you, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm still thinking. I've actually written down, is he a plant? Is he a fucking paid actor? I'm not saying that the, the experts know, but is he some sort of fucking you know production plant just to be an absolute cock? Because, I mean, he's not the only one. He's not the only bloke Dave and we'll get on to the other one that really pissed me off but I think Jesse's just it's just somewhat off about the whole his whole delivery at the moment I think it's, it's just a wondery of casting I think no, that's the way I look at it I, since you've dragged me into this murky world of reality TV <laughs> I, I always hear about these so called plants I've never seen any evidence I've never seen someone come in and say oh yeah I was a plant I, I came in and you know, producers told me to, to mix it up and whatever. They just find these people. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, I just think it's all part of the casting, you know. So if, if that, <laughs> if putting someone uh, tremendously quirky in 
is a plant, uh, then I guess they are. But I, I don't think he's... It's not like he, he goes off camera and he's just like, so how was my performance there? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not like from the Royal Shakespeare Company or something. So, yeah, I, I just think he's just a, a little bit broken. Um, but, yeah, I, I tell you, what I was hoping for in this episode, Chris, was they'd have a commitment ceremony. Now, I'm not sure if I'm just forgetting it, but in my head, Married at First Sight, the formula is they'll have a dinner party. It will get a bit messy, you know, and while the dinner party's going on, you've got the experts commentating on it and being surprised by stuff that we've seen, and it's like, what the fuck? Um, and then in the next day, there's a, a, a commitment ceremony, and that's where the experts can give them some feedback and give them some things to work on. Now, I don't know if after the first dinner party, they just never have that, and I've just made it up in my mind, but I was really expecting a commitment ceremony tonight. And so, yeah, I, I, I think Jesse, more than anyone really needs that feedback he really needs to be given some home truths and some things to work on because at the minute he's he's either all one way or all the other way he's either being a massive dick (laughs) (laughs) or he's being vulnerable and i i think he can at least progress. I, I'd said in the last episode, I think, I, I don't see any future for this couple, but you, I think you could see a better person by the end of the series, potentially. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just happy. Fucking experts off my screen. I don't need, <laughs> need their fucking uh, ill-formed commentary, wasting uh, time when I could be watching more dinner party drama. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason to have that there is so they can pick it up in the commitment ceremony on the couch later. So, yeah, I, I was just um, thrown a little bit by that. You know what, though, Dave? And it's interesting because I thought that at this point, Jesse was going to be the star of the episode and the, the one that really fucking annoyed me. And I've got to say, Dave, you know what it's like in the UK. The fucking energy prices are ridiculous. But obviously... In Australia, they're rather cheap, Dave, because the amount of fucking gaslighting that Harrison is doing would send us through the fucking grid in the UK because (laughs) that fucker is a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. I do agree that Bronte is in there for the show, just like Jesse. If he was that bothered, like if she was that bothered about the situation with Harrison, she'd fuck off out that flat and go, I'm out of this place. This guy is obnoxious. She's in there for her own gains, without a doubt. Definitely wants the career. I can clearly see that. However, Harrison is horrible. The dialogue, he can turn anything round onto Bronte. And he doesn't bat a Oh, Dave, that is... You know, and and I'd seen this on Twitter, actually. To be fair, I nicked that gaslighting joke, which was pretty shit anyway, but I nicked that from someone on Twitter. But <laughs> but, but someone actually sort of said... credit them and then shit yeah, on them in the yeah, second sentence. On well, I, didn't get the, I didn't get the laugh out. If I got the laugh out here and said it was one of my own material, but it wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> but then it was, it was the things people were saying, like um, I saw a few tweets in a roundabout way saying... Gaslighting gets used an awful lot on these TV shows, but this is gas. what gaslighting is about. How he turned it round onto her, I do not know. It, it, was, mm. it, it was unbelievable. And 
she even got to the point where she started backing down and questioning when he said, you've abandoned me. And I'm like, mm. am I watching the same show here? Are you, you're an absolute, Dave, he, he, he's despicable for my eyes. And this isn't me trying to gain brownie points off anybody. It's just absolute prick, a just horrible person. And it's no wonder he's single. What a narcissistical prick he is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I said, uh, remember the first day when the first episode came out and he's given the whole sob story about how, you know, his partner cheated on him. And I text you, I'm like, 100% he was cheating as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously the stuff that's unfolded, I, I believe that even more than I did then. He is quite masterful at gaslighting. It, and it's... It is like watching a, a magic show in some respects. You're like, fucking hell, how, how did he do that? <laughs> how did he manage to change that around? Like, especially when he, he was banged to rights, you know, with the whole fucking girlfriend on the outside and, and whatever. And then somehow it was all turned around. And then even at the dinner party, when other people are chipping in and he's like, well, you know, are, are you as committed to this relationship as I am? <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Yeah. Um, the other thing I was perplexed by the way the cameraman was, or, or camera woman, or you know, camera person, the way it was moving, the camera was moving towards the cake. I was like, are they trying to make me think the cake is a tit? Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> I was like, because I didn't think it at first, but the the way they just lingered on the cake and it, it was like, are you trying to make me think it's a tit? Is this is this relevant? Is this like something that I should know about? Is, have I forgotten about something that's happened between them or whatever? But um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really add to that. I just think that. He does kind of masterfully turn things around. He's, it's not nice to watch. I do still think Bronte is, I, I, you know, as you know, I'm going to cut her a bit more slack than I probably did yesterday because when that sort of stuff's being done to you, it's much easier for other people around you to see it. And what expert gaslighters do is they make you question yourself. You know, so you start to question the whole reality and you sort of think, well, oh, fuck, maybe it is me, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just, the the thing that, so I, I've cut her a bit of slack, but I'll still go back to from that wedding. And, and I think someone on our Facebook or maybe our Discord said, why, why did she lie at the dinner party about not seeing the pictures? Because she saw them, she saw the evidence, these messages and stuff from this girl that Harrison was with the day before the wedding. Yes. So why did she say that she hadn't seen anything? I, I, I don't know. I just, I just question it a little bit. But, I mean, <clears throat> the, so to me, like, Jesse and Claire, it, it's entertaining. <laughs> maybe, maybe Claire doesn't see it that way, but I am entertained by it. Whereas... Harrison and Bronte, it feels darker. It feels more sinister. And I, I don't really find it funny. It's not entertaining. It's just it's just distasteful, everything about it. Yeah, it, it it's weird, isn't it? Because what had happened, we get the game, didn't we? And I know we've, we've not talked about a few of the other couples just yet, but the game about who's the prettiest and who's the best looking. 
are the boys and girls and they have to rank, you know, members of the opposite sex. So she'd put Duncan as the number one, didn't she? She went to put Harrison and she's put number, he was two and he, mm, you can see yeah. he got a bit narked at that. And she said, well, that's what I'd usually go to. Now, that wasn't, I mean, that certainly wasn't the worst of what we saw with this game, Dave, oh, tonight. We'll talk about that. <laughs> so in a minute. <laughs> but it just seemed to trigger Harrison even more. He's such a narcissist. He's like, how dare I pick someone who is actually better looking than me, you know, and offers a bit more from what we've seen, you know. So I, I don't know. It's just, again, if he hates her so much, just leave. It's definitely Richie and uh, was it Lara Day, the, the lady we interviewed? It was Lara, wasn't it? Uh, and, yes. Yeah, yeah, to, to the UK. It's definitely that. From what she said, and if we take her, her, her what she said is true, then Richie's just turned it on for the cameras and Harrison's doing the same. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Dave, the fucking experts better go after this fucker straight away. They've got to. I mean, they were blown away by the way he turned it round on her anyway from the first mm-hmm. like dinner dinner yeah. date. So that's got to be in the back pocket. Now, they're not going to say that. They're not going to see this, are they? With fucking t- no, I'm forgetting true. again. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to see this. So they're only going to see him basically trying to turn it on her at the dinner dates because he maybe he's aware that the, that the experts don't see any of this, Dave, and then he thinks, well, fuck it, I'll turn on the charm and just blame it all on her at the dinner date. That's going to be interesting, actually, how... They perceive him, but initially they have definitely got a mark against his name for what he did. Yeah, I th- I think so, but I mean, I wonder if they'll get it as monstrously wrong as uh, Paul did. You know, when he, <laughs> yeah. he was fucking defending Matt. You know, it, uh, if Bronte starts getting emotional, and that that's one of the things that you know pisses people off, isn't it? Because like he's gaslighting her. And she's getting frustrated and then emotional. It's like, oh, you're getting all fucking emotional on me. It's like, I'm getting emotional just fucking watching you. Um, So, yeah, but if that happens, if that unfolds on the sofa, again, this is part of what the, the fucking expert gaslighters do. They'll, you know, come across to everyone else, to the outside world, as this calm... um exterior and and like you know well surely it's the surely it is the one who's getting all emotional who's kind of crazy chris you know and that's that's my fear really is that that the experts because they're not seeing all this stuff they might end up taking harrison's side yeah yeah i think so i think so dave it's just as we're talking out loud again fucking up but but Moving on from them, Dave. So so this is where you do reality TV correct for me. This is the best episode I've seen in maths this season because we got all these things to talk about. I'm sat there making notes and blah, you know, and I'm like, right, that's Bravin Harrison. He's the one we're going to have. Then it's like, you know, obviously Jesse's in the background, and then up steps Shannon. You know, Jesus Christ. Fucking, you know, <laughs> we, we we go on we've gone on about them dreamy eyes, Dave, and there's not been anything untoward about, you know, Shannon and Caitlin's relationship, upsteps the fucking, who's the prettiest person. Now, now, what you do, Dave, and it's Shannon's pick. So what you do is, when you're doing these things, and Sam backed me up on this and said, you do know you've got to do a white lie. And we know this from previous seasons. You don't yeah. tell the truth, whatever you think. Oh, no, Shannon, he's got a fucking massive chalkboard out and fucking... <laughs> diagrams he's like a football manager he's been on youtube he's been checking all the measurements of everyone straight away melinda and you can see like caitlin like 
oh, right, well, well, she's the sort of girl I'd like to take to my mates. And he said, cock me again, Dave. You know, I showed to my mates. Jason Statham. <laughs> he really would like to take her to my mates. Um, but then but then he's like, he's looking again, and it's all superficial, because then he goes Claire, number two, then he's got Bronte and uh, Taya, um, Tanya, what she's called, at, at like three and four. And I'm like, oh, where's this going? And then there's a massive gap, and you're thinking, Caitlin's going right in the middle, and she even says it. And he's really spending far too much time on this, isn't he? Far too much time. It's like, oh, mate, the more you speak, the worse this is getting. You've really, really let the team down. And she's saying, like, it, it, the red flags are all over. And then it fucking moves her. Goes, well, I've got to be honest, she's not the most attractive. But to be fair, I've not seen any of the others without makeup on. And I'm like, holy shit. He goes, there's far more attractive girls than Caitlin. So I've just moved there and I'm like, what planet? <laughs> I think they're just naturally prettier than you. Yeah, exactly, Tommy. Like, what <laughs> fucking world are you on? Do you think that is going to get you any fucking uh, brownie points from your intended, Dave? What brilliant, <laughs> brilliant TV again. And it, they, they all fucking wrap it up in this, like... Well, I just have to be honest. Really? You really have to be that fucking honest? But it was masterful. I mean, the way you've got a a big open space right in the middle there, and then, see, you've got to give the editors. This fucking production team, Chris, I can't speak highly enough of them, because he puts it almost in the number one spot. Not quite, but in between one and two. And the music gets light. It's like, da 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 da. Oh, this is nice. This is lovely. And you can see there's a bit of relief. And she's like, all right, I'll settle for that. You know, I, you can tell Melinda is a beautiful woman. So I can appreciate that. So to be right up there, almost the top spot, you know, you could have gone the, the, the rest of the mile you fucking see next Tuesday. But okay, I will settle for that. That is not too bad. And he's looking at it. He's pondering. He's he's eyeing up and and weighing up his tactics. And he's thinking, no, no, no. Chris, honestly, when he starts to move her down the list, (laughs) I was crying. I was. It was so wrong. I was fucking crying. I was like, not at her expense. At his, because he was so fucking oblivious <laughs> to what he'd just done. And I'm just like, this is fucking marvellous TV. I felt so sorry for her, Dave. But again, sorry for her, but also like, just go on, just say some more fucking stuff to dig a hole because there's yeah. no fucking spade in the world's going to get him out of this fucking hole, Dave. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And like you say, it is... It is horrible, isn't it? When you stand back, I mean, she must, she, she was crushed by that because even if he'd have put her right in that big space in the middle to start off with, Chris, they say it's the hope that kills you. So, so they should have been a little bit disappointed with that. But the fact that he'd put her right at the top and then relegated her right back down the list again, oh, I, I was just crying. I was like, are you fucking serious, Shannon? But um, but yeah, it gets worse than that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. So he's he totally decimated Caitlin's self-esteem. You know, anything that she feels about us, any insecurities about her physical appearance. He then goes on to she. Well, she tells the story that he received a phone call. Now, Sam come up with a good point on this, Dave. You do forget with this that they do have contact with the outside world because most mm, of the yeah, time yeah. that is removed with mobile phones. Every any sort of social media is not allowed. 
So, so it's interesting that there is still that dialogue from the outside, unless it's an emergency. Obviously, like Shannon's got a, a daughter and everything, so it's it's the same thing. And you know, want to be make sure your kids are all right and that. I totally understand that. But he gets a phone call and she's telling us that it's from his ex, and then he goes into this speech about how you know, on and off for seven years, it's toxic, blah blah. But then he goes, <laughs> "Fingers so. though." It's the lover. And I'm I just like, oh my Drop god! The fucking mic. <laughs> my jaw was on the floor at that. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, when the tears were flowing and everything, I thought that was that was as bad as it was going to get. But declaring that he still loves her, I wasn't expecting that at all. And so. Again, uh, I, 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 fucking great TV. I mean, I wasn't laughing at that point because when it cut away to her and she was talking about it, God, it got you right in the feels, didn't it? Yeah. She's saying like, oh, can I cry now? You know, and she's sort of making a joke, but then she sort of, you know, lets it all out. And it's like, oh, fucking hell, you know, what an absolute twat. I mean, I, I don't know if those two have been intimate with each other and, you know, he's he's played this game and I guess, you know, Again, clever show, editors, clever show, because you only told us all this shit about the fucking toxic back and forth, get together, split up, argue, fucking cycle for seven years. You know, you've only told us in this episode. And, uh, you know, uh, someone like that, you'd just be thinking, fucking danger, Will Robinson, run for your life. You know, don't, because that sort of stuff going on for that long he's not good news at all. And so I don't even know. Are these going to make it to next week, Chris? I, I, I'd have to say they won't, wouldn't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you there. I think he might leave the show the way this is going. But, I, I but even, even from her position, I mean, she's trying to make a go of this. I mean, do, how can you stick on the show after you hearing can't. that? You can't, can you? You're right. You, you the ethics of it all just wouldn't work. And and, and and just on a side note, Dave, as well, and it's only a very, it was only a very small segment in the episode, but very, sort of, well, it's not as similar, I suppose, but Duncan and Alyssa, and Alyssa decides to tell the truth that she'd had an affair with a married man and was fully aware of it. So now they're fucking on the rocks from nowhere, aren't they? So we, we you know, the, the predictions, they always say there's something coming on these couples. The two, they look too good. There's always going to be summer. But she decides to, I mean, I don't know whether that was a wise decision or not, Dave. I don't know why you would, I'm not saying she shouldn't, but I don't think this is the right time. <laughs> it's just put her whole relationship up in the air now as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I felt quite sorry for her, to be honest, in that. I mean, she had a pretty fucking horrible story about, you know, having a world basically destroyed. She's had this Mormon upbringing this very uh, specific way of life and then her dad comes out as gay totally not allowed so i'm imagining they, they were completely ostracized from that church and their whole life probably changed from that day forth and you know she'd have had to have experienced life you know outside that having a completely different set a group of friends and stuff it just the things that you knew before just didn't really count so she's almost she's got a different path in life and so the fact that you know she's done this thing with with the married man and whatever oh, come on i mean i i i mean if it was last week <laughs> maybe maybe i'd be less forgiving of that but 
like I just feel like because of her background and stuff, and then she's come into a completely new world. Chris, I mean, we're in Australia. I'm not saying she's bad boy Bobby, but you know, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Bad boy Bubby was getting it on all over the place, wasn't he, when he got released from his uh, yeah. his way of life. Let's not talk about mother relationships, by the way. Um, <laughs> that, that is a movie. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't know if anyone knows what the fuck we're talking about. Maybe some of the Aussies will. But, um, yeah, so... so I thought it was it was like a brave thing. Like you say, she could have just fucking made something up, couldn't she? Um what was it in Book of Mormon? Uh, she, uh, he ate a snack and there's a spooky Mormon hell dream. <laughs> and she could have just made some shit, shit up like that. But no, she she talked about this thing that is absolutely does not put her in a good light. Chris, you know, the classics are like, you know, like interview questions. What is your worst trait? And it's like, oh, I work too hard. <laughs> you know, like, fuck off. <laughs> You know, she could have done something like that. You know, some kind of humble brag, which sounds like, you know, it's a negative trait, but it's not really. No, this is going to make her look worse in his eyes, potentially, and uh, sprout difficult conversations about it. You know, and, and I'm not sure time will tell whether that will come back. You know, because when, when th- it, I thought the way he handled it was great. He didn't just sort of brush it off without thinking and say, yeah, it's all right. You know, you're in this relationship now. He did seem genuinely put out. He said, you know, I've been cheated on in the past and, you know, it crushed me at the time. Uh, it went away, thought about it, and then he came back and just said, look, it's it's fine. You know, it, it, that was then and, and this is now kind of thing. But then when times are getting tough, potentially, is that something that he'll, he'll maybe throw back at her, you know? I think so. <laughs> I think so, Dave. <laughs> unless he's got it in his back pocket and he's done something and he's like, oh, shit, I've just got to go with this now. I'm outraged. So that I know it was the peripheral bit of the plot, but again, it seems to be like we had four or five moments in this, like, and the end bit was brilliant. And then, Dave, and then we get tomorrow night, don't we? <laughs> so what was going on with Jesse there, Dave? Well... I mean, it was weird, wasn't it? Because, again, I said, like, Claire, she's a, she's a kindergarten teacher, and she does come across as just very bubbly and very out there and and whatever. And it seems to be Jesse's got his fucking tinfoil hat on, and he thinks she's having an affair with someone or, or something, you know, and he's touching someone's arm. It's the guy who's on Come Dine With Me, the, the fellow who's across in Adam. the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, really? I, I just don't... I, I've got to think that's probably Jerry... Jerry? Jesse's paranoia. Um, but no, honestly, Chris, it gets to the end of the episode, and I'm like, fucking hell, I've got to wait till tomorrow now. <laughs> and I very rarely... Obviously, we're watching this concurrently with Love Island. Honestly, I'm very rarely thinking that about Love Island. Um Whereas this one, I was like, oh, fucking hell, I really need it to be tomorrow now. And shit, this is the last episode of the se- of the week. So, yeah, mixed emotions there. Brilliant, though, Dave. What a way to just reel you in. Last one of the week, and the same. Me and Sam were like, oh, no, <laughs> we need tomorrow's episode. Yeah, 
this for me is just how to do reality TV. Well, how I want reality TV, just a shit show of contradictions, of mess, of just loads of things we can talk about. But I'll tell you what, Dave, I will have my fucking BDI on them experts when we see them again. They better <laughs> bring the heat to some of these fuckers and hold them accountable. I'm hoping the producers give them a little bit of a nudge in the right direction because some of the shit going on already has just been gold and we're only on episode seven. I mean, oh, no. episode seven, <laughs> we've got about another five or six weeks of this yet, Dave. It's unbelievable. We're on to 20-something with Love Island and we're like, is anything going to happen yet? Ron, Ron and Lara <laughs> get back together <laughs> for the eighth time. Yeah, God. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Brilliant. anyway, Dave, thank you for indulging us on this, mate. I have been itching to speak to you. I, I, I just love it when we're, we're on it with these sort of shows. It's ridiculous. And a massive thank you to everyone, as always, guys. I know this is a, the second one of the day, but you know our enthusiasm for this sort of stuff just doesn't stop, unfortunately. So we're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. When it's there, I cannot wait to speak to you when it's kicking off. It's brilliant, yeah. mate. So thank you for indulging us on this one, mate. So... As always, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at cdrealitycast. Please get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support us a little bit more. And as always, get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast, and uh, come and join the conversation, guys. We really appreciate it. Now, Dave, the last roll call of honour for today is Ken, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee Dee, Kate, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, and Emma. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, we really appreciate everything. It's going great, whether you watch Love Island or you watch Maths, or some people don't watch either of them and just listen to us two talk absolute nonsense, Dave. I do have to say, and we'll speak about this probably tomorrow, our impressions are getting worse by the day. They are. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Yeah, Brilliant. they're pretty terrible. But um, I mean, the, the the thing is that yeah, like you say, this is the way to do reality TV. I mean, it's it's just the best thing on TV, isn't it? I mean, it's bar brilliant. nothing. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely love it. It just nothing comes near it, and it's not. I know we keep so unfortunately Love Island's on at the same time, but if Love Island had half the sucking drama that this brings, Dave, we wouldn't be sat here like saying we need something, we need something. So yeah. we need, we need this sort of shit to come on and some real uh, snidey stuff to happen just so we've got some real things to get our teeth into, unfortunately. Even though morally it's wrong, for the, for the show, <laughs> it's what we need. <laughs> yeah. It's not good for the soul at all, but uh, no. no, it's been great. Thank you very much, sir. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters. I'm going to speak to you next time. Bye. 